Like retribution, I'm here to destroy the show from within by becoming its champion. And as the kids on the internet would say, he's got the cake. I wish you wouldn't have said that, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) This is the saddest episode of the show ever. (laughs) Neither of you know what is going on. Erica, we need you. If you're listening. Um, After that finger point of doom of a round, we have Nate with six points. And Shawnee and Justin with one. I guess thank God for Hubert. Thanks for adding pressure. Um... I took away the pressure, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week of the One Fall Show. I'm your host, Chuck Bean, for a show that is part discussion of the news that was as far as the week of wrestling and part game show. I am joined, as always, by my scorekeeper and uh, the the person that helps make it happen. In fact, I would say you make it happen more than I do here on the One Fall Show, and that's Miss Erica Bennis. Well, you helped make it happen this week because I had some things happening in my personal life. Everything's fine. I was just a little busy. I needed a little help in, in the question. So, Chuck, I appreciate your help. And before we dive into uh, the intros, let me say, Shawnee, I'm looking at you right now. No, and I'm going somewhere with this. Don't worry. Your look is evolving into this lovely hybrid of the Butcher and Braun Strowman with every passing week. And I'm here for it. <laughs> Mazel tov. Good for you. I love it. Well, thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, let's get to our uh, our contestants as far as the One Fall show is concerned. Starting off with uh, one half of Talk Horror to Me with myself, Mr. Shawnee Constant. Hey, everybody. And uh, I'm going to have to ask you to call me Senpai Chuck. Um, Senpai. Okay. I am the uh, $20 man. I am here for the game. I have been watching some New Japan wrestling. I have followed some impact things. And I am ready to take that title back from Nate the Hate. All right. I like it. Sounds good. Speaking of Nate, our second contestant is the, according to my, uh, according to my calculations, the 16-time One Fall Show champion, the Ric Flair of the One Fall Show, Mr. Nate Bender. 1626, it doesn't matter. I am Nate the Hate because after last Sunday, I hated watching wrestling. So I barely watched any wrestling this week, Chuck. All right, we'll see how that serves you as far as the game's concerned. Our third contestant. It won't go well, Chuck. (laughs) Our third contestant, (laughs) as always, bringing the sunshine, the birthday boy this week, Mr. Justin Valentine. Thank you. They And you know what? I appreciate all the birthday love from all of you that I got this week at some point in the week. And uh, I'm feeling good. I hated revolution about as much as Nate did, but I'm feeling good because after revolution kind of made up for it a little bit. Let me just uh, put the caveat on there that I reminded everybody, we are contractually obligated to wish you a happy birthday as part of you. Part of the one fall show. Uh, happy birthday i guess thank you i didn't even know it was your birthday i haven't been on the social medias a lot this week so happy birthday brother thank you appreciate it his parents got him a car for his 16th i know i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) oh he's a youngin all right 25 damn it 25 
Let's dive Ooh. right into the game because, boy, oh, boy, the week in wrestling. When we recorded last week, we were only a couple hours away from AEW Revolution. I'm sure we'll get into that, as well as some of the other things that are going on. And we'll start, as always, with our champion this week, Mr. Nate Bender. Nate, are you ready? Oh, good. I guess. Okay. <laughs> Let's dive right into the Wednesday Night War of NXT and sure. AEW. Let's. Uh, let's talk about the, uh, the big news coming out of AEW Revolution, which is the non-climax of the exploding barbed wire death match at Revolution. This Wednesday, what explanation did Don Callis give on Dynamite for the lack of an actual big kaboom? Uh, that that it was an intentional fake out that they wanted to make Moxley and by extension Kingston look stupid. Yes, that's what I've got here for one point. So let's get into it. AEW Revolution, y'all. Let's uh, let's find out. What did you think of the show overall? And then, of course, what were your high points and what were your low points? We'll start with you, Nate. Um, okay. Um, I, I thought that this was one of the worst AEW pay-per-views uh, that they've ever produced. I mean, obviously, the end of the exploding barbed wire death match was the thing that everyone talked about. Um, I really the only match that I was like, okay, this this was this was rather okay, was the cinematic match with Darby and Sting. Like, I thought that that was so far the best cinematic match out of the crop of them that we've gotten in 2020 and 2021. I I liked the aesthetic. I understand. I've heard since that it, uh, Darby Allen was mostly responsible for laying that out and for the production behind it. Dude, Darby Allen is a really, really talented guy. Uh, I guess he he was going to school for for filmmaking, and he's talked about himself as a frustrated film former filmmaker. He's really fucking good, really genuinely good. Um, the rest of it was. Uh, at times really hard to watch uh, Maki Ito showing up was uh, I, I don't really that's who's getting pops now is Maki Ito. Um, let's talk about the barbed wire uh, death match because this buried one of my favorite people in all of wrestling. And that's what made wrestling really difficult for me to watch this week. And I did watch dynamite because I did, need to see how they were going to play it off. Um, the end of uh, of the match where they, they're saying that there was pyrotechnics that were supposed to go off that didn't go off. And I kind of call bullshit on that, right? Like, even though they're kind of fobbing it off on, on Kenny and Don, I kind of call bullshit on that because Daly's place is a covered like like that covered part of it is not removable. You can't do anything with it, even though it's an open air stadium. There's no way that they would have been able to have a big enough explode, a, a satisfying enough explosion and not somehow damage the uh, semi permanent stage that exists there now in Daly's place. Had they set this ring up? over maybe in the football stadium, they may have been able to blow off some better and bigger pyrotechnics, but uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what they expected, but this was such, this was such shit. The crowd turned on it. I, I think I'm starting to see 
Some of the most diehard AEW fans turn on the company because of it. And when we said last week that if it's a dud, it, it it's it can't be a dud. This was not just a dud. This was a spectacular failure that people are going to point to for years. And it it took the bloom off the rose for the entire company for me. And and it's just AEW between the Christian Cage announcement and the 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 exploding barbed wire death match looked like TNA when they did the electrified cage match. Like it, it, it was it was that level of bad and stupid. And it made me as a viewer feel dumber for watching it. Like not that they feel like I'm an idiot and they treat me like an idiot, like like WWE does, but that, oh, I'm I'm uh, you know, it's a good thing I didn't pay money for it because I would have been furious. But, it, you know, it's one of those things where I was like, I really feel dumb for wasting my time on this. Yeah, I think with AEW only doing so many pay-per-views, you know, not every month or every other week. Sometimes it feels like with WWE, uh, the pressure of putting on a phenomenal show is there, right? When I was watching, and yes, I was one of them that paid. When I was watching the pre-show, I'm watching these packages like this is Attitude Era level hype that they are putting behind their pay-per-views. Yeah. Every, every, you know, for every single match, every package to preview every single match was so good. Even the lower level matches was so good. It made me excited for the show. Um, yes, the ending was a dud. Even if what Nate is saying is correct and they couldn't do the big explosions, the the, only, the ring should have collapsed and it would have looked cool. You know what I'm saying? That's like, a good point. Anything. If that, ring, if that ring would have collapsed even with the little psh that happened, it right. still would have been like, oh, they could have passed out from the being in the ring from it collapsing. Anything else would have made it look cool. That needed to go off perfectly if you're going to do it, right? AEW again, you put so much hype behind it. And if you notice on Impact when they did the wrestling ad, all they talked about was how many people bought into the pay per view. Yeah, because you had uh, months to hype it up. So you yeah. did a great job to hype it up, of course. And there's no knocking AEW when it comes to that. But when you when you become just a hype up and you don't follow through, which they didn't, Christian Cage did. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm happy for Christian that he is getting a legitimate run. It's cool. I'm all for it. They should not have hyped it up the way they did. They should have just not said a word, have them show up, and, it, and then it would have been better. But you yep. hype it up so much that you put our expectations up here. And I saw someone on Twitter say, well, maybe your expectations shouldn't have been so high. AEW put it there. We didn't. AEW yep. did. Mm -hmm. Keep your mouth shut. Have Christian just show up, and then it's cool. Right. But you you set the expectations way too high. So, yeah, it was a dud. It wasn't a horrible pay-per-view. The matches were OK, but they needed to be more than OK. The moments needed to be more than OK. And the Sting Darby Allen match was the best thing of the night. Problem is you have a live crowd doing a cinematic match. Eh, yeah. Plus, you have a live crowd that probably wanted to see Sting live and they didn't get that either. So that, you know, for the live crowd part of it, I feel bad for them. But that was the best uh, part of the show. Someone actually brought up a really good point was that they needed time to set up the gimmicks for the exploding barbed wire death match. Yeah, That's why when, that cinematic that was match the was there. Second to last match. I was like, exactly. oh, this is this is them setting up the ring. Yeah. OK, yeah, yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. So structurally, I guess that makes sense. But yeah. What about you, Shawnee? What do you think of uh, Revolution? I enjoyed it just fine. Um, you know, I'm an unabashed AEW mark and I 
I was there for the theater of it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to defend the uh, the failure of the pyrotechnics at the end, but I understand what they were doing, and the storyline is still there for me. So I'm I was excited as ever to watch on Wednesday. Kingston. Erica. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just I was just going to add Kingston kind of saved it on Wednesday, like as much as they possibly can. Right. Like the yeah. Kenny Don thing in the ring was was pretty funny. The 69 me Don was I popped at that. That was, <laughs> was really that was yeah, genuinely, genuinely yeah. funny. Um, the thing is, uh, you know, like I, I think it's only recovering for me because I am rooting so hard for Eddie Kingston because I like him as a performer and as a person. Right. Um, and and I'm I'm re I'm really, really pulling for them. And I just, you know, because I I bring that kind of like, you know, that bit of fandom for for Eddie, uh, I don't I don't know that everyone else is is going to be able to to look at that as such a good recovery. Erica. Uh, just to kind of touch on some of the points that were previously made. Um, I disagree with Nate regarding the explosions. I, I feel like there was stuff that was planned and it just, you know, shit happens. They didn't go off. However, Nate made a very good point. I feel like this match could have really benefited by having the ring in um, the Jaguar stadium, which is just across the way. Yeah. They utilize that facility uh, with the stadium stampede match. Uh, that could have played up the pyro a little bit more. Um, I can't believe they didn't think about that. Um, it's I think that's a fabulous point to make, though. Um, I, I'm with Shawnee. Like, look, I mean, what did it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't get my hopes up big time for the, uh, you know, the uh, Hall of Fame caliber thing, um, mainly because it's just I looked at who was all available and just thought like, and, and I think I said last week, I'm like, I think it's going to be Christian. Yeah, um, I think the consensus was we, yeah. I, I think a lot of us were like, it's probably Christian, but boy, would it be cool if it was this person? Yeah. And uh, I, and I think, you know, we, you know, did AEW hype it? Yeah. But we're also so used to the WWE having terrible lead-ins to their pay-per-views that once we got like something to look forward to, I think people got a little overexcited. Um, lastly, the idea that people are now abandoning AEW because of this one event, I think is absolutely the dumbest thing I've ever heard, considering, um, looking at WWE, Owen Hart died in a ring and people still stand by that company. That's a good point. Pyro didn't go off and people are losing their shit over that. A man yeah. died and people are still big time WWE marks. So yeah. if you're going to tell me that pyro not going off is, Oh, Oh Jesus. Just, Oh, I just can't take this anymore. Oh, fuck this. Fuck you. How about that? <laughs> I agree with uh, both you and uh, Shawnee, Erica. I, I really thought the matches were fine. I think the, the barbed wire death match, the match itself was a lot of fun. It hit some really yeah. fun spots, but the finish is what everyone's going to remember. And unfortunately the finish was, oh. Absolutely. It yeah, it was horribly botched. You can't say anything about that. And and once again, um, kudos to everybody who was very quick on the Marvin the Martian memes afterwards. Yeah. Where's the kaboom? Right. It was supposed to be an earth shattering kaboom. <laughs> Laugh my tits off. It was great. 
I want to throw out there real quick with the uh, the Jaguar Stadium was a good idea, but I feel like the fact that there was a live crowd, you couldn't do that. I mean, you already did Sting somewhere else. Yeah. You couldn't good, do it over point. there. Uh, and I will say the match itself was great with Moxley and Omega. Obviously, the moment was what it was. And the fact that it gave us Moxley and Eddie Kingston together, that is the duo the wrestling industry has needed yeah. forever. That is so good and is going to be so good. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. All right, let's get to our second question in the Wednesday Night War. Nate, for uh, two points, let's go over to NXT, where in a bit of unusual booking, the same night that they unveiled the new Women's Tag Team Championship, they saw two different uh, sets of champions. Which team was the first to hold the title for one point? And for an additional point, which team was the second? So they gave it to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez for winning the Dusty Cup, right? Yep. And then Shotzi Blackheart and uh, goddamn Ember Moon end up winning it in the same night, which again goes back to this thing. Like, why are they duct taping two fucking singles competitors together? I hate this. That's the correct answer uh, for for both points there, uh, including the rant is also the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about uh, the new NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, as well as the uh, the the quick turnover? Okay. as far as champions are concerned, the quick turnover is whatever. I feel really bad for for my girl Dakota because uh, she she I I I I think the world of her and uh, I, hopefully she gets a better run when she goes up to the main roster. But she's playing heel, right? So um, eventually you gotta you gotta part with those those titles. It just uh, you know fifteen minutes seems like a a, a very short reign. Um, here's the thing: is why are we doing women's tag titles in NXT when they are so poorly done on the main roster. It had a good gimmick where you had the ability to defend it on all three brands. I feel like we talked about this a little bit last week, but this is such a bad idea, mostly because there are only three women's tag teams in NXT. That's it. There's, you know, uh, uh, Casey Catanzaro and, um, Caden Carter, there's now Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, and there's Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. That's it. Those are your three. So if you're telling me that they hired Priscilla Kelly and figured out that she can't work and needs to hide her in a tag team, uh, I believe that. So great. We've got maybe a potential fourth, but this is ridiculous. Like, I, I, I can't believe that NXT is doing something this Th this stupid uh yeah i we, like, like nate said we talked about it last week uh there's no need for this and it's funny because when i watched it and i saw the tag titles and i'm thinking how dumb it is but then i go okay at least it's on dakota kai and raquel gonzalez because like nate i'm a huge dakota kai fan i'm like okay so maybe it gives them some shine and then they take the titles off of them an hour later that was dumb that added stupidity to an already stupid idea. Um, they have Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell probably going to go for it. But the point sure. is there's only so many tag teams. And when there's only four tag teams that could potentially be champions, there's no good story there. You're going to tell a story for about three months with them. And then it's going to get stale right away. And it takes away the only 
good part about the women's tag titles in the WWE where they could go to NXT and defend them. They could go to Raw or SmackDown. Now they're not going to NXT because there's already NXT tag champions there. So it takes away from that as well, which was already hurting. This is an overall horrible idea. Not into it, Chuck. (laughs) It does feel like NXT does have like a glut of titles. When you've got the the cruiserweight title floating around over there, you've got a North yeah. American mid-card title. Obviously, you've got men's tag titles. You add NXT UK into there sometimes, and it's just, yeah. ooh, everybody's got a belt over in NXT. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into our third and final question as far as the Wednesday Night War is concerned. Moving back over to AEW Dynamite, a wild swerve to close out the show this week that very few saw coming, resulting in the emergence of a new faction for three points Name the members of this new unnamed faction. MJF, FTR, so both Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, uh, Sean Spears, and uh, Wardlow. And Tully's in there, too. Yes, absolutely. That'll, that'll give that'll you a three-point with Tully Blanchard. Uh, <laughs> what you guys, you know, we, we were kind of down at AEW Revolution, but what did you guys think of this, uh, this closeout for Dynamite this week? I'm going to be honest. This saved AEW for for me. Like the, I, I was kind of prepared to like. Uh, I think I might be done, like watching. And this was I like. First of all, I didn't see this coming. I I, I saw the obvious thing that everyone saw, which was MJF was going to try to take over the inner circle, and you saw sort of you know, and they've been teasing this and toying with it ever since FTR came in and they paired him with Tolly Blanchard, right? They've kind of been teasing this four horsemen thing, right? Sean Spears comes back. Okay. Now we've got three. It was starting like people were like, Oh, is this how they're going to do it? And personally, I thought since we had seen Arn come out and give the four to Tully, when uh, uh, um, J.J. Dillon was was there with him, I was like, oh, are they going to turn Cody and have them and have him be the fourth guy? And I thought that that was really cool. But the way that they sort of brought the two storylines together to meet in the middle. I love this. Like, I, I first of all, MJF is a great pairing with FTR, Sean Spears, uh, and again, uh, you know, Sean, Sean Spears has had a bad run in both WWE and AEW. And I really want this to redeem him because he can fucking work. Um, and Wardlow there, too. I just I love this pairing of guys. I, I think it's believable that they would hang out together. I never bought that MJF would hang out with Jericho for a second. Um It's going to be really interesting. I'm excited to see out of the inner circle, right? Sammy Guevara has always been a really interesting, like good heel with a baby face upside, right? The ones that I'm really curious about are Santana and Ortiz. I'm excited to see them uh, work baby face now. And I, I just, I really like this. This really, this, this, this was a great way to end the show. And I absolutely didn't see it coming. Yeah, after a dud of an ending at Revolution, they killed it on this. Uh, 
like Nate said, you didn't see it coming. What I loved about it too, is they found a way they, they did it in a way where you now have two factions, right? Because at first I'm thinking they're going to knock Jericho out and MJF's basically just going to take over the rest of the group. Mm -hmm. And that's what it looked like. But then you bring back Sammy Guevara to, you know, go back with the inner circle. So now that faction's all well back together while creating a whole new faction. And it all makes sense all in one story. The spot was great. The attack was great. The uh, MJF can tell a story better than almost anybody on the mic uh, in wrestling right now. And overall, this was, this is going to be fun. This is going to be good. The one downside, I, I, I don't hate this at all. The only thing that I'm kind of like, uh, is I was kind of looking forward to a Sammy Guevara singles run if he was going to be you know going at both jericho and mjf in any way but if that's not happening yet i'm glad this is a substitute yeah and there's no doubt that at some point we're going to see you know plenty of singles runs from sammy Guevara. it did a great job of shaking up the factions in the landscape you took the inner circle who were your heel faction and sort of sandwich them in the middle is now like oh wait these were the chicken shit heels here are the serious hardcore heels yeah right? and so it'll be interesting to see if they go full baby face with inner circle or if, you know the nightmare family sort of uh, maybe becomes the baby face and we have a three three-pronged uh situation going on <clears throat> um the uh, butcher and blade got uh, they're they're with you now they're they're doing something somewhere with somebody Matt yeah. Hardy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right uh, every time I see them I just think of Nate uh, calling the butcher the drizzling shits <laughs> like well maybe Matt Hardy will fix them maybe Matt oh, Hardy will fix oh them. yeah oh yeah um, <laughs> sure Big Matt's gonna gonna make it make it happen we talked a few weeks ago or you guys talked a few weeks ago about. Um, how the stories are confusing. And I finally saw with Matt Hardy where you're like, I'm a Matt Hardy guy, but yes, we, we saw the broken Matt character and then he switched to big money, Matt. And it, it's, it's a very hard reset. It's, it's, it's a very hard reset. So I'm, I started to get a little bit of an understanding of why Justin and Nate get so annoyed by Matt Hardy. Now I've been following long enough that I, I get it. This is what happens. But I also see where you're coming from. Like he's trying to put the shine on people, except for he's a whole new character. So he like removes all the shine from himself in order to do it. And uh, uh, Godspeed, Butcher and Blade. Maybe one day you'll be over. (laughs) (laughs) I did see somebody on Twitter point out that when they first about a year ago, when they first had to not let people in the arena and had the wrestlers on the outside, that in one of those first shows, you did see MJF and Sean Spears. And I think Tully Blanchard was there to all play like betting. You're That's right. right. In the crowd. Yeah, good point. So it's, oh, this, shit. It's this awesome bit of like long-term storytelling that we're just not used to getting. That if you, wow. if, if you saw it, then when you saw this week, you're like, oh, shit, that makes sense. That's impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. Uh, What else is impressive is Nate's already decided uh, lead as far as the show is concerned. After one one round, Erica, where do the points stand? Well, we got Nate in a commanding lead of six points. Justin and Sean yet to get on the board, but the game is still young, dear. All right. Well, let's turn things over to uh, our our new newly crowned twenty twenty five year old, right? Yeah, twenty five year old. Damn it, 
Peace of sunshine, gold. Justin Valentine. As we move to the news and notes from around the ring. It's my birthday. Why would you do that to me? That's so mean. That's fucked up, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Look, I I know that you did your research, and I'm confident that you're going to know the answer to these questions. All right. We'll see what happens. All right. Throw the category so you have the least amount of points going into the next one. That's very, very, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that's the some evil strategy. That's some good our first strategy. question. That's a good strategy, actually. Damn that's good. good. Our first question, Justin, comes to us from Impact Wrestling, who had their sacrifice event last night. Yes. And boy, Numbers oh, don't boy. lie, Chuck. What, what was that? Numbers don't lie, Chuck. Numbers don't lie. Uh, they had a huge event with three title changes for one point. Named the new X Division champ, the new Impact Tag Champs, and the new holder of the Unified Impact World Championship and TNA World Championship. So let me throw, so let me complain a little more that not only is it bad that you gave me this category, <laughs> you're now asking for three answers on one point. Yeah, five. I, I will say this I did not choose to make this the one point question. I assume three this answers would three be three point points. Question. Like, Chuck, this is a rare dick move out of you. This is, <laughs> this is fun. I got got two of the three and I don't want to give the answer. We're at one. Because I'm only getting one point. I have two of the three. Okay. I don't, I I have two of the three, but I don't want to give away the whole point to someone else. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut. That's good strategy, dear. And that's five. Okay. We'll move on to Mr. Shawnee Constant, who also has the opportunity to pick up one point. Uh, Who are all the title, new title holders after last night's TNA uh, impact sacrifice? Can't remember who uh, TJP faced, so I'm not going to throw a guess out there. I'm going to let uh, <laughs> Nate try this is a fascinating him. new bit of strategy that no one will like throw half this an answer out, so they don't want to give dick, it to somebody John. else. <laughs> All right, well, I'm I'm not even going to warrant a five count for that if you're not going to throw me something. How about you, Nate? You got a you got the answer for one point. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to remember because I watched wrestling last night. Was <laughs> Was it was it Roderick Strong that won? No, no, I'm sorry. I was watching a 2007 Ring of Honor DVD. Yeah, no, and not Roddy, no. Impact Sacrifice. Roddy Strong nice. was out at Impact Sacrifice. Nice. Sorry. Uh, the new X Division champ is Ace Austin. Finn Juice okay. took the tag team champions off the Good Brothers. And Rich Swan, or as he's known on this show, Wealthy Mallard, is now the Unified <laughs> Impact and TNA champion. Uh, you guys got any talking points on this particular uh, event? I do actually. I watched the Finn Juice match. Um, that's why I said I had two of the three. I had Rich Swan. I couldn't think of the X Division. Um, the only two points I have is one Finn Juice winning it makes it fun. I'm glad that they put the Impact titles on a New Japan team. Again, it just keeps that whole relationship vibe going because you know the Good Brothers are, Good Brothers are showing up on AEW whether or not they have those titles. So I love that they went the New Japan route with those titles. And I do want to say shout out to Moose because he is a character I always rolled my eyes at. And I was fast forwarding through the pay-per-view and I saw his spot, the moonsault uh, yeah. always slam off the top rope. And I thought that was killer. Uh, so shout out to him because I've always rolled my eyes at him. And for once I was like, damn, that was that was good. Yeah, I'm the thing that this most did was make me interested in seeing Moose become the, the title holder. You know, one would assume that Rich Swan is going to be passing this on to Kenny Omega for his belt collecting gimmick. And uh, I like the Moose is very interesting to me that I have picked that up after watching Impact 
uh, over the last couple of months. You know, I, something just occurred to me with the Kenny Omega belt collector gimmick is that at some point he's going to have to do all these jobs and get these belts back to their companies. Right. And that's good. <laughs> like for, for as fun as the rise up of, you know, belt collector Kenny is going to be the, the defeat of him is actually probably going to be equally as fun. Um, I also love the idea of Finn juice winning, uh, just because I love David Finley and Juice Robinson, like those two guys are so awesome and I, 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 you know, enjoy them in New Japan, but they have just as much Western upside as they do appeal in Japan. Um, so and and David Finley is a really young guy. I can't wait to see him work in the States more. It's going to be real weird when uh, if, as we expect, Rich Swan drops the title to Kenny Omega and like two out of your five belts are you know, talent that are outside the company. Yeah, I, I I would imagine that they probably get the tag team belts back before that happens or at that at the same pay-per-view that that happens. Right. right. I, I, you know, additionally, it, you know, and I hope this happens at some point because I agree it is a little weird to have non-regular members of a promotion hold title belts. I hope this means something will happen eventually with the women of impact and the women of AEW like that crossover still really hasn't happened. Right. And it, it needs to happen um, really for the benefit of AEW's women's division. Uh, like we've, we've talked this point to death, uh, but I, I really feel like having impact, like someone like a Jordan grace come in and just really yeah. just, fucking own in AEW and win that title and, and kind of work both, both uh, promotions would be amazing. So hopefully that will happen soon. I feel like it's only a matter of time, but uh, even I have to heed my own advice. I have to be patient because I feel like it, it is going to happen. I just have to wait. Thunder Rosa, Deanna Perrazzo would be a very good match. Right. But Thunder Rosa technically isn't all elite. She's still right. contracted with NWA, NWA yeah. which I mean, who knows how long that's going to last. I feel like eventually that's going to end. She will be Thunder Rosa is all elite and she'll have the graphic and yeah. ah, and holding their flag and stuff. Uh, but uh, or yeah, shit, Serena, Serena Deeb, Diana Perrazzo. I mean, like, you know, Serena Deeb's on the shelf. I know she's right now, which, she's injured which is right unfortunate. Now. Um, and yeah, and once again, the, you know, AEW's women's division has been just snake bit by really unfortunately timed injuries because you have Anna Jay on the shelf. Chris Statlander is coming mm -hmm. back eventually, not soon enough. Uh, Serena Deeb out. It's it just they they need they need a little bit. They need an oomph, and they can find that with the women in Impact. Looks like the uh, Elevation show is going to have several women's matches on it coming up Monday night at seven. Uh, I'm looking forward to that with uh, formerly the big show, Paul White and uh, Handsome Tony doing the commentary. No more BS. No more BS. I'm glad you brought up Handsome Tony there, uh, Shawnee, because uh, our second question is about Tony Schiavone. Uh, Nate, you're in control. So for two points, Tony Schiavone and Cody. I Rhodes am. Right. Yeah, he didn't no, get the. No, no one got well, the. Uh, I didn't. I. Uh, oh, by yeah, the way, no, I, he's not. No, it's back. Yeah, to don't Justin. give me the points because no, Listen, I didn't watch yeah, no that one shit. Got any points. And I thought back. I was very clear about that. Again, birthday. Like, dude, <laughs> sorry. Is, it's, hey, hey, hey! It's all right. Questions to you, Justin. It's Questions all good, baby. It's all good. Two points. Go ahead, you got this. 
Well, we're talking about Tony Schiavone. Uh, him and Cody Rhodes recently shared a Kickstarter campaign trying to fund a comic that will chronicle the life and career of Tony Schiavone. What is the name of this graphic novel? Don't got this answer either, Chuck. No, big goose egg? Yeah, I'm going to stick with my goose egg. I'm going to say the life and career of Tony Schiavone. That is the name. You're pretty close. You're pretty close, but uh, not quite. How about you, Shawnee? Do you got an answer for this one? No, I missed this. And uh, frankly, I would uh, contribute to such a Kickstarter. Uh, I am a big fan of Handsome Tony, but I do not know the answer to this question. All right, Nate, it's down to you for two points. What's the name of the uh, graphic novel coming out for, uh, that is about the life and times of Mr. Tony Schiavone? I think I saw this. Is it called Butts in Seats? It is. Butts in Seats, the Tony Schiavone story, which uh, has uh, local comic writer Dirk Manning, who I've talked to. On oh, Air no Radio. shit. As nice. a part of it as well. That's yeah, really pretty, cool. pretty fun Kickstarter, pretty fun uh, comic book thing that's coming out. Do you guys have anything you want to say? Uh, let's let's gas up Tony Schiavone. We all love him here at the One Fall Show. Um, I, I don't know that I would necessarily read a book about Tony Schiavone's career, uh, but or a comic book rather. I I don't know, but uh, you know, good for him, I guess. Uh, I, I like Tony. He seems like a nice enough guy. Um, I don't know how well he's doing on the AEW commentary team as he just sort of seems to shout wrestlers names more than anything. Um, but <laughs> and, and, you know, and but swear about MJF. That's yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, like he's, he, he does have a good story on like, you know, he was working at Starbucks and then was brought back to AEW. Um, I've always, I've always, you know, thought that that was, you know, really cool. Um, so, you know, good for him. And I, I hope he makes a lot of money off of it. I, I just, just to add before moving on, you know, for the longest time, he was just razzed for the whole, that's going to put butts in the seats line sure. and, and whatever. Um, and, 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 and rightfully so wrongfully. So, I mean, who's, I mean, that, that's up for debate, but I do like, I, I appreciate the fact that he's embraced that call and has really just owned it over time because it it has kind of dogged his career and especially in in the the scope of the Monday Night Wars. Uh, so I mean, good on Tony. Um, I ha I mean, here's hoping that like he you know divulges some interesting stories. I I I would be shocked if he didn't as part of this graphic novel. Uh, but yeah, he has a, a really interesting story both in and out of the ring uh, or out of wrestling. And uh, yeah, hooray. Go, Tony. We recently had the passing of, uh, who is it? The gentleman that had NWA in the 80s. Um, anyone know the name I'm looking for? Was right it now? Uh, Jim Crockett? Yes, yes, yeah. Jim Crockett. And uh, uh, on Talk is Jericho, Tony Schiavone and... Um, uh, Uncle Dave Meltzer did a three, you know, conversation just going through the mostly the 80s. And uh, it, it is an enjoyable episode if someone's interested in hearing Tony talk about his early days in wrestling, which seemed to be sort of the I don't know if it was the focus of the conversation, but it was what I got out of it. Excellent. All right. Well, let's go to our third and final question here in our news and notes around the ring. This time, Nate is actually in control after having gotten the uh, the last question correct. So uh, for three points, Nate, we're about four weeks out from WrestleMania and a very concerning report is doing the rounds online. Thanks to Cultaholic uh, saying what about the WrestleMania card uh, that Vince has torn it up and started from scratch. 
That is correct. They're saying it's not been finalized and it's back to square one. Uh, what do you Jesus guys Christ. think about this? You got any we're, concerns it, for WrestleMania? <laughs> we're going to get Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Brock. And we're also going to get uh, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. I mean, <laughs> that's the wow. level of shit that I'm expecting at this point. Cool. Like, and, th- and, then Goldberg, and then Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar for a winner take all match, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they won't unify the titles. or because <laughs> yeah. what, what, what if Brock and... Uh, Goldberg come back. They duct tape them together as a the, the killer tag team. As a tag team <laughs> <laughs> for the women's tag team titles. <laughs> Sweet Jesus! Oh God! Goldberg I just I, 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 I like I'm not at all surprised by this. I'm just horrified. That's yeah. all. It's just I, like like it. W- I was already in in a, like a depressed state about wrestling like i just don't want to watch right now like and then i hear this and i'm just like jesus fuck how bad is it going to be this year like last year was pretty bad but like at least there were some logical outcomes to the matches that they had set up for the better part of at least three months like we're we're in fucking middle of march seriously like we're going to start from scratch. Fuck. Fuck. It just, it physically hurts. Well, not, well, not totally from scratch. Cause we're for sure going to get Braun versus Shane McMahon <laughs> after <laughs> what may be the worst promo I've ever seen. And there's, there was reports that that was actually intentionally awful because they wanted the audience to get so angry that they would hate Shane so that Braun could be the baby face. So you dumb. wasted fucking 10 minutes of my time, yeah. three hours of my time, three hours of my time every week for 52 weeks for the past six years to put yeah. fucking Braun over. Yeah. How dare you, WWE? That was awful. Yeah, awful. I mean, when he pops out with that little fucking Daffy Duck ending, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm the heel. I tricked him. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That was yes. terrible. Yeah, no, and here's the thing. I was also worried about Shane. Like, bro, why are you breathing so hard? Are you good? Well, like, I thought that was like audio feedback. I'm like, no, that's Shane gasping for air because he moved too much. What the fuck? Yeah, no, that was horrible. Um, look, the timing is the only thing that concerns me about it because overall, the road to WrestleMania has been confusing as fuck. Uh, outside of Edge and Roman and Sasha and Bianca Belair, everything else is just confusing and and don't get me wrong unpredictability is cool you never know what's going to happen but when it gets to a state of confusion of i don't know who the fuck the wwe champion is going to be going into wrestlemania and what the match is going to be and who's going to be involved same with all the tag titles maybe seth and cesaro but maybe they'll do that at fast lane like there's too much confusion and not in the right way uh if they would have ripped this up from scratch maybe right after royal rumble i wouldn't be as worried but like Nate said, my God, we're in the middle of March. You already pushed WrestleMania back a week. It was supposed to be the first weekend of April. Now it's the second. And we're still less than a month away from it. And you're going to start from scratch now. All right. Let's see what happens. Go ahead. Y- yeah. I mean, it, it's just. It's so it's so disappointing. It's it's at like like now I, I, I am fully embracing my parents role in life. 
and applying it to WrestleMania. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm not surprised you do the things you do anymore. Um, I get, fr- I get frustrated, but it, it's just, I'm just so disappointed. This is, it is WrestleMania. Like I, I have lost a lot of my fandom for the WWE over the years for a multitude of reasons, but even I can agree. Like it's WrestleMania. Like it's, it's 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 the granddaddy of them all. It's the it's uh, it's the showcase of the immortals. It's insert you know gimmick phrase here. It's something that even the most just downtrodden, just negative fan, aka Nate, even Nate can look forward to WrestleMania. And we, like how who who can really be excited about this after, I mean, who, who knows what the extent of the truth of this report, but I'd have to say there's gotta be at least more than a grain of, of truth to it. It's just, it's just so disappointing and it's incredibly frustrating to watch a company with, with the talent that they have their, their roster right now is perhaps the, the greatest pool of talent that they have had perhaps ever. And they, this stuff still happens. Why? Why is this still <laughs> happening? Come on. I, I think it's true, too, for the sake of we only have two matches announced for WrestleMania and we're less than a month away. That's yeah. It. And there's no legitimate story being told. Miz cashed in and then lost it, right? Like that title's bouncing around. Like, the women's tag titles are hanging out with one of those matches that's already confirmed for WrestleMania. And the way Kevin Owens was selling it, it sounds like they're going to put the titles on Sasha and Bianca so they can say they're the first women to have the tag titles and compete for another title. That's, and I the- think, the, the, the crux of the problem is that it's twofold. The first part is that we've had better WrestleMania builds. We've known what half, if not most of the card is by this time on most WrestleManias. And the second part of the problem is knowing that you're entering an entire seven days of wrestling and two nights of WrestleMania. And you can only tell me what two 15 to 20 minute segments of that two night ordeal is going to be. And let's, and let's not forget what the inciting incident for this was. Vince McMahon was allegedly fuming mad over the fact that Roman and edge at WrestleMania leaked my my guy. All we did was watch your television show and pay attention to the storylines that you're fucking telling. (laughs) You can't call, you can't call it a leak. If it's, if that's the story that's being teased on your programming, that's not a leak. You did this to yourself. Yes. Yes. Vince McMahon has dementia. Okay. It is. Listen, it is no more. It, all you have to do is watch the program. All you have to do. It is, <laughs> it is, it is the, the experience of watching raw is watching handlers fight with a, a clearly ill dementia patient. And it's like the good bits, like the 15 minutes, like the fucking hurt business is it, it you know, that's like, okay. Listen, Vince, sit down. Trust me, I've got this. And then he's right back up, scribbling on the walls, going, ah, "Let's let's have uh, 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 Nia Jax do a Sugar Mama segment." Ah, like it's just, it's fucking insane. It's and it's not Vince McMahon insane. It's like this guy is too old to be doing this, and it's obvious. Go home, retire. 
for yourself, if nothing else. Fuck's sake. I'm going to change the intro to the One Fall Show to welcome to the One Fall Show, where we tell you why we shouldn't be watching wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're at the end of two rounds, Erica. Where do the points stand? Well, we got Nate in a commanding lead still with 11 points. How? Uh, Incidentally, the answer is Reginald, Chuck. Reginald (laughs) Reginald. is why you shouldn't be watching wrestling. Ah, okay. There we go. Well, now we know. Well, hold on. That's a lot to put on his tiny shoulders. But (laughs) he got he got 12 minutes worth of TV time this week. It was insane. And it wasn't the worst 12 minutes because Shane McMahon (laughs) ate 13. (laughs) 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 All right. We've got one. We've got one more round uh, before we get to the final fall here. And this round will be about Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Sean, you're the only person that hasn't uh, started around. So I'll give you the beginnings of this round. (laughs) What? You got to start last round. Don't give me that look, (laughs) Justin. I thought thought the point of the show was the person with the lowest point total starts the round. Sean doesn't have any points points either, buddy. I'm sorry, Sean. I've been so screwed over. This, this, uh, go ahead. Never mind. The master plan is coming together. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, how the rules work. I don't have anything. All right. For Smack Draw, for the first uh, question, Sean, for one point, while things heated up between Braun and Shane this week, <sighs> what is the word Shane used multiple times to describe Braun? Oh, God damn it. Um, I, I don't know. I honestly didn't think there was a, anything coherent that came out of that thing. Uh, he just he said it so many times that I figured this would be an easy no, one. No, no, it should. I probably should be, but uh, um, um, yeah, I don't remember exactly which word it was. I, he just kept referring. He, he kept he, he he was trying to say he was dumb. <sighs> All right, well that's uh, that's your five count there, and that's not a correct answer. So we'll throw it to the other person who doesn't have any points. Here you go, Justin. Here's your opportunity for one point. How did Shane describe Braun Strowman multiple times this week? Was it stupid? If it wasn't dumb, stupid. It was stupid. Oh. Yeah, he said he said he said it like I remember seven the or, duh, 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 duh. That's what made me think dumb, seven but... or eight goddamn times during that segment. Yeah. You guys want to rail on this segment anymore? Should we just no. move on to the next question? Please move on. Please move All on. Right. This is garbage. Shane McMahon, go home. Please get yourself checked out. I'm worried about you. Yeah, That's this it. was this was fun about 10 or 15 years ago when it was Shane in the big show, but now I'm concerned for his health because he's older and has three or three to five children. Which way did he go? Huh, huh, huh. All right, for our second question, uh, the final stop on the road to WrestleMania uh, is next Sunday at Fastlane. There's implications for both the Raw and SmackDown heavyweight title matches. For one point each, what are the two matches at Fastlane that'll determine who faces Edge and Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania? I know the Edge one. Um, Is it one point each? Yes. Okay. Um, I know the Edge one is Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. That's correct. Did they announce a WWE title match or a number one contender? Uh, yes. If I, if, if I remember correctly, if I was, if I saw it at the graphic correctly on the screen, there's a match at fast lane that will determine who faces Bobby Lashley next week or at WrestleMania. Yeah, I completely, if I had to guess, cause I missed this probably drew McIntyre, Sheamus and Miz triple threat. No, that's not the match, but I you do get one that. point. 
for uh for Roman and uh Daniel Bryan. We'll kick things over to Mr. Shawnee Constant. Do you have the other answer? Is it just uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus? That's correct. Absolutely. Oh, Jesus Christ. So uh, you guys split the split the difference on this particular one. Uh, once again, we've kind of already discussed how the build to WrestleMania is just kind of a nightmare. Uh, are you guys? I'm sorry, Erica. Oh no, I I just wanted to say like we were bitching about the build to WrestleMania. I forgot all about Fastlane, and I'm like, yeah. oh god, there's something before WrestleMania. This is so. Oh, this is so bad. This is so bad. <laughs> it's really bad. This is so bad. Yeah. It's really, really bad. All right. Well, let's uh we're we're going at a lightning pace here. Let's move on to our third and final question. <laughs> this is oh god. In our raw and smackdown category. This one for Shawnee. Uh the build to the women's Royal Rumble winner, Bianca Belair, and her opponent Sasha Banks continued during the KO show this week. For three points, what NBA legend did Sasha Banks compare herself to? And who did she compare Bianca to as well? I don't know, Chuck. <laughs> don't you know, know. your basketball? I mean, I actually probably do know the names from the era that they described, but this is so clearly your, you wrote these questions. Er, Erica, what have we told you about letting Chuck write the questions? This, this entire game has been a nightmare of slop. And this- I'm putting these, the blame squarely on Chuck's shoulders. Just, you don't you don't have to confess to anything, Erica. Don't 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 defend this guy. This is awful, Chuck. This is terrible. This question has nothing to do with Apollo Cruz or his Nigeria. Or, or wrestling, damn it. We don't <laughs> memorize bad segments. What the hell was KO doing with the KO show? Oh, you let's say you guess your wrestling career is over, KO, but at least you can interview th- these two women who are kind of the contenders for the tag team and also may be able to face a sommelier for the women's title at WrestleMania, maybe. I hate all of this, and Chuck, stop asking terrible questions. Okay, I'll 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 write that down. I'll take Call it. Call me Senpai. Yes, Senpai, for sure. Senpai. Uh, Justin, here's your opportunity. This should be right up your alley, Mr. Sports Guy. Wait, wait, are we yeah. not going to give Shawnee a chance to answer that question? He said, he, said, he, said no. he didn't know. I just, I, okay, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I was trying to try to add some levity. God damn it. Right. Jesus uh, Christ. We're all so, in a mood. Spud Webb, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh, okay. I think Spud Webb's worth the points. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I concur. Oh, all right, oh. Justin. Who did uh, who did Sasha Banks compare herself to, and who did she compare Bianca to as well? Sasha Banks is the Michael Jordan, and Bianca Belair is the LeBron James. That's what I've got here. Three points on the board for you, Justin. They're, seriously? They, they whiffed on an opportunity to make a Charles Barkley reference? You make a Charles Barkley reference there. You know what that I is? I don't write That's the rules. That, I don't that write is terrible. terrible. It is terrible. <laughs> terrible. I will say, Shawnee, you're mad about KO, but I saw K- Sami Zayn trying to get KO to hang out with him, man. How are you Wait not forever. excited about that? I am excited about that. I, I have to believe that that's the next evolution of KO's uh, career. I think Muggsy so Bogues, Chuck. <laughs> I do want to point out. I'm glad you brought up Sammy saying, cause I do want to point out he had a segment on talking smack this week that was amazing and made me finally understand 
what the Sami Zayn character is. Now I get it, and now I'm on board. Up until this point, him talking about a conspiracy against them and having the documentary crew is like, eh, I don't, I don't really get. But he was so unhinged on talking smack that he is the wrestling equivalent of QAnon. Oh God. Like he great. That's firmly awesome. believes something <laughs> absolutely insane. That's great. That's great. And I went from, I don't know about the Sami Zayn character. Like, okay, this is actually hilarious. And I'm on board now. Um, Just for a minute before we move on from WWE, can we, can we, can we talk about sugar mama, Nia Jax? Like, <laughs> What the I fuck mean, was that segment? What actually was that? Like I said, I I sat there mouth open the entire Reginald's doing flips in the dressing room <laughs> and sitting on her lap. It is it, who wrote this and for whom is this being performed? I'm not like, sure. I think you know that answer, buddy. It, it, I I do not understand an iota of this. There is what? a new fetish in the writer's room and we are being exposed to it on a weekly That's basis. So, like, no, I saw. like seriously, they ended on a shot of Nia Jax where in internally you can tell she's going me want snoo snoo. Like it's just like, is Reginald going to die by snoo snoo? Like what's happening here? What is the story that's being told? I don't understand. I just want it to stop. That would be a short career. My favorite thing about all of this is watching Shayna Baszler and imagining that she actually she's performing the script, but she's also performing exactly what Shayna Baszler would be thinking about having to perform this script. It's very, very meta. And 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 is also at the same time I doing. I could murder all of these people with my bare hands. Instead, (laughs) I have to be third fiddle to Nia Jax and a sommelier. And at the same time, she's the perfect vessel for the audience, too, because I'm like, that's me right now. <laughs> yeah. She's doing yes. what I'm yeah. doing yeah. Yeah. perfectly. Oh, I, saw my someone, God. Someone, I saw someone say on social media that their mom walked in on them watching the Nia Jax Reginald segment and they had to quickly turn off the, the TV. <laughs> they were embarrassed. <laughs> the spirit is willing, but the flesh is spongy and bruised. <laughs> it's a Futurama, Chuck. What? Really? No. All right. Well, after three rounds, Erica, where do the points stand as we head into our final fall? All right. We got Nate still in the lead with 11 points. Justin with five. Shawnee with two. Let's do final fall and figure out how to save this show and go out on a high note. I don't know. I don't know. We're all we're all so pissy today. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're all so goddamn miserable. Jesus. We had a week with some like really nice days, and then the weather shifted late yesterday. No, it, was it wasn't about and... the weather. It was about wrestling. It started with yeah. Revolution and yeah. that shit, and then you go to Raw and you got Shane McMahon, and then you go to SmackDown and you get Nia Jax, and then in between they do a women's tag titles and NXT. It's all a fucking mess. Okay. I did like how Corey Graves blew up the segment by saying that she bought Reginald all of the suits that he already owned. Like, like the, the whole bit was, was clearly his own fucking wardrobe, and Corey Graves blew kayfabe and was like, "We've seen him wear all this before. This is I dumb was just shit." Say that. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> all right, so for our final fall, we're gonna have to go back to a uh, a version that we used to do here on the one fall show back when we used to record on uh 
Discord, Chuck. Discord. Wow. Yeah. Oh my! Someone unplug brain. Chuck and plug him back in. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's frozen. Where's the damn Hello. Um, Wait so a minute. I, That's not gonna, Chuck. That's Craig. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. One full show. Along. <laughs> All right. So what I'm going to have to ask you guys oh, to boy. do is to open up Craig and well, send me. No, no, no! Okay. Just have them have them independently DM you on Facebook. Don't open yeah, up okay. Craig. All right. Yeah. Craig, don't. Sorry, Craig. Don't, We're done. Don't so, awaken Craig. Hope you're doing well, Craig. We're not coming back to you. Yeah. So don't use the group chat, but send me over Messenger on Facebook the, your answers. They are worth five points each as we head into the final fall, and it is about. The WWE Hall of Fame this week saw Molly Holly announced as the first member of the 2021 class of the WWE Hall of Fame. Due to the pandemic, there wasn't a proper ceremony for last year's class. So this year's ceremony will see the induction of them as well as who will be inducted for 2021. For five points each, name the six members or the, the six inductees to the 2020 WWE Hall of Fame. I'll let you guys Wait, uh, hang on. Hang on. Okay. Run that back one more time. I'm very confused. Okay. I thought there wasn't a, a 2020 Hall of Fame. There were six inductees that were going to be in the 2020 Hall of Fame, but they didn't do a proper ceremony last year. Because so of the they, pandemic. So it never happened because of the pandemic. So what they're going to do is this year, they're going to give them a, their ceremony they should have gotten last year, as well as inducted 2021 class. Okay. All right. Okay. And I need the the six names of uh, of who was going to be inducted in last year's Hall of Fame. Okay. All right. And I think uh, since we had to spell it out, you guys have a minute. In, what? Yes, Justin. I wanted to ask, and I, I'm not going to say the, the the name. There was a a group. Is the group one or are those individuals? One. The group yes. is one. Okay. That's okay. That's what was throwing me off. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So what, what you were saying something. Yeah, like Go ahead, now that we've explained this to death, you've got a minute <laughs> and a half tops. Go. <laughs> All right, I'll hit that. Uh, I'll hit that stopwatch here. Erica, was there anything that uh, we possibly missed this week that you wanted to talk about? I did want to uh, actually mention that last night at Sacrifice, we got to see Rosemary do the uh, the the mist, and uh, that spot hits a little bit different after a pandemic. I don't know that I like it as much as I used to. You know, I, I did not tune into Sacrifice. I I don't even remember. Yesterday was a bit of a blur. We won't have to go into it, but I, I do agree. Any sort of missed spot now, it's just like, mm, gross. Um, okay, as of, as for uh, any sort of recap, uh, go back and check out Peyton Royce's talk, uh, Raw Talk promo. It's worth the watch. I thought she, she did a dynamite job there. No pun intended. Uh, Jeff Hardy said in a recent interview that AEW are more open-minded. WWE is kind of set in their ways. So let the Jeff Hardy to AEW speculation begin. Uh, speaking of AEW, uh, they will finally have their first ever women's main event on the upcoming episode of Dynamite. Uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in an unsanctioned lights out match. So, um, Fingers crossed that goes well. I think it could be really great. And finally, uh, tickets for WrestleMania 37 are going on on sale on March 16th. 
Uh, reportedly, the WWE is hoping to have 45,000 people in Raymond James Stadium on nights one and two, not combined, 45,000 on night one, 45,000 on night two. So I really hope they are selling shirts that say I was at WrestleMania 37 and all I got was this T-shirt and COVID. Ah. Um yeah. That that being Fine. said, uh, ticket prices range from $35 to $2,500. No word yet on if those $2,500 tickets also allows you to cut in line to get the COVID vaccine. Back to you, Chuck. I just right. want to I just want to mention the missed spot. Yes, hits different. However, there was a spot on that 2007 Ring of Honor DVD where someone literally spat blood at the like like licked the blood off a dude's face and then spat it back onto his face and wow this uh, yeah it's 2007 uh it's not like 1998 or you know 1983 or some shit that happened in 2007 and it makes me gag just saying it now yeah agreed Uh, i've got answers from uh nate and justin shawnee what about you I, i don't have an answer to this question chuck Nothing. No, I have no idea who. I don't. I don't know what what happened last year. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> that's, Sorry, I am. Yes. That's fair. I, I wrote this shit. Sorry, buddy. Thought we were like, screw, I thought we were going to screw these guys with around the table. Uh, well, New Japan uh, question this week. I was already. <laughs> oh. Did you see fucking Kenta reading the newspaper? Why Murder Grandpa was coming to the ring, just just fiercely ready to stomp the shit out of him. What? A moment. Kenta is fantastic. Murder Grampy it continues to be amazing. And I really enjoy uh, what's brewing between Tanahashi and Switchblade, Jay White. Yeah. I, with the Ooh. moments that those two were working together was great. From the minute where Tanahashi was out there doing the flex to show that he's still got it. And Jay White's just pops up right next to him and he's showing off and he's being the real fucking Irish brat about the whole thing. Uh, I thought that really worked out well. All right. Well, for our final fall question, we talked about the 2020 class of the WWE Hall of Fame. Didn't get a proper ceremony last year, so they will get one this year along with the 2021 class. The people who are going to be inducted included JBL, the British Bulldog, Batista, the NWL, Jushin Thunder Liger, and the Bella Twins. Let me take a look at the answers I got from, uh, let's see, Nate said Batista, JBL, the British Bulldog, Jushin Liger, NWO, and you, Bellas. So that's uh, that's all all six of them there from Justin. I've got Batista, the NWO, JBL, the Bella Twins, British Bulldog, Liger something. I can't remember the name. Thunder uh-huh. something Liger. Uh, that counts. Honestly, that counts. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it to him. All right. Sounds good. That's uh, 30 points. That's for your birthday, Justin. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Happy birthday to me, bitches. <laughs> That's 30 points for each of them. Where are our final scores, Erica? Well, after that, uh, we got Shawnee with two, Justin with 35, and Nate with 41. Nate, the winner Ooh. again. Putting up some <sighs> big scores this week on the one buddy show. Nate, you've got a uh, you've got sixty seconds to uh, cut a promo and tell us anything we may have missed this week. Go ahead. I, I listen. I think everyone has heard uh, enough of me this week. I I've already had three different rants on this program <laughs> this week? so far, and I I'm not. I don't think I need a fourth. All I'm going to say is, I, I don't I don't need to watch wrestling to win. Like it's shocking. I don't know how I I I just watched YouTube this week. 
And I actually did watch AEW, but that's the, you know, you want to win this game? Watch YouTube. Don't watch the show. Watch YouTube. There you go. All right, Justin. Uh, I would, I would say you came pretty close. You were within a, within reach of winning this week, but not quite so much. You've got a minute here. Let us know anything we missed or, you know, just got a promo. Uh, one thing I want to throw out there, and it's kind of similar to what Nate is saying about how he watches and stuff. Some of the promos that are on Talking Smack, I saw Paul Heyman reference Christian going to AEW. You talked about Sami Zayn's and all that. Stop putting that on Talking Smack. Put that on the show. That will help make the show better and more entertaining. They need to realize there's already too much wrestling to watch, right? There's way too, between AEW, Impact, those who watch New Japan, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, if there's pay-per-views, Impact's thrown shit out left and right. Like, there's way too much wrestling to watch to expect anybody to then go take time to go out of their way online to watch Talking Smack or Raw Talk or whatever. Put those great promos on the show. That is great storytelling. That is great kayfabe moments that fans love to hear and see and good storylines. If Paul Heyman would have cut that promo on SmackDown on edge, that would have been great. Stop putting it on those shows. All right. Thank you, Justin. Uh, Shawnee, you've got a minute on the clock. Anything you want to let our listeners know before we head on home today? Call me senpai, Chuck. Um, you know, when it comes to the Joshi wrestling, I noticed that they really have a, a they pantomime in a way that is so different than professional wrestling in the United States. And I totally get where Nate was outraged by uh, the cutest in the world doing the um, the microphone bops where it was like so clear, like they weren't connecting, they were moving in slow motion. And that was all stuff that we saw if we watched the um, the Japanese segment of the women's tournament. And that yeah. that's what, really. oh, I get, okay, the pantomime. It's like they really yeah. amplify that aspect of the, of the event. And uh, it's hard to rectify that with the fact that this is the uh, tradition that brought us so many of the great, acrobatic moves uh in the 90s you know so many moves come out of women's japanese wrestling it's uh it's going to take a little while for those worlds to uh to really unite but in the meantime i'm here for makiido thank you very much senpai uh justin as we uh as we wrap up this week's one fall show where can people find you online uh on social media at jv underscore sports underscore talk jv sports talk.com and sorry chuck jv sports talk pay-per-view pod which is back next weekend march 20th before fast lane and then we get a double shot of the pay-per-view pod the week of wrestlemania because they threw an nxt takeover in that week as well so apple podcast spotify and youtube at ppv underscore pod that's gonna be a busy ass week for you justin it's very much so you did it to yourself i did Erica, where can people find you online? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Erica underscore Bannis. Uh, how about you, Nate? At Nate Benderama on Twitter and streaming Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays over at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. And what about you, Shawnee? You can find me on the Talk Horror to Me podcast. You can find me on Twitter at One Fall Show at Shawnee Constant, on Instagram at Shawnee.Constant, and in the Champions Club playing a lot of Borderlands 3 these days. Nice. Good choice. Great game. 
My name is Chuck Bean. I've been your host. You can find me online with Shawnee on the Talk Horror to Me show. You can also find me on the Nerd Radio Podcast, WRIF.com. You can find me Saturday afternoons with Nate over on Limit Break Radio's uh, Twitch stream doing Super Universe Mode. We just had Survivor Series this past week over there. A huge Survivor Series match with an MVP you will not have seen coming. I guarantee it. And, of course, you can find me on my own Twitch stream playing Rock Band on Sundays, twitch.tv backslash chizuck. I would say go out and watch some wrestling, but it sounds like there's not a lot to actually see. Maybe watch Dynamite. Watch Impact. I'm always big on watching Impact. We'll see you next week. for the Handsome Tony on Elevate on Monday at 7. There you go. Watch, Watch Elevate. Oh, you want you want to hear some titles, guys? Yes, sure. Oh, good. Yes, please. All right. Uh, Chuck's a real Richard this episode. Don't be uh, a Marty, Chuck. Oh, uh, we're just we're nervous about WrestleMania. Uh, the road to WrestleMania is confusing AF. Reginald is is why you shouldn't watch wrestling. Uh, I have parentheses. Shane McMahon, heavy breathing noise. That's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, which I'm like. I'm funny. Good for me. <laughs> uh, note to WWE, put the good promos on TV. And then lastly, and I think was the overarching theme of the episode, I don't think we actually like wrestling, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we like this. Why are we doing this show? We don't like this. Why do we watch this? It's, Why are we watching this? It's how you can tell when you're officially a uh, uh, one, of the, one of the people that, you know, review something is when you stop liking it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I truly feel if we if we just pull the plug on this whole podcast and find something for the five of us to talk about that has a bigger pool of fans, yeah, we could actually be quite successful because we are much more charming than uh, most of the product being released by the people <laughs> that we are reviewing. Actually, right. that is a, that is now added to the, the list of titles. We are more charming than the product that's being released. The product that's being <laughs> One released. Call show than the, pe- is than the people we're reviewing, right? Yes. <laughs> Putting ourselves over, as we should. All right. Well, thank you guys for kind of knocking this out. Yeah, no um, worries. No problem. Real quick, just because fucking Grammys and I'm just dead ass. I am dead ass tired, and I'm probably going to take a nap. Before you go, are the Grammys rigged? I heard that the Grammys are fake. I I I don't even care. Like, the, I mean, sure, the Grammys are basically the Slammies at this point. Um, That's awesome. And, and like, I'm, uh, you know, considering I'm the, you know, rock format writer for for the company, uh, like, there's no, the rock Grammys, like, the nominees are people that don't get played on active rock radio, and who knows what the, the even the award, like, it's Jethro just. Jethro going to win again this year? Come on, honest, let's throw. Honestly, that would be more rock. Then at the, a lot of the things that are nominated, I'd be like, cool. Yeah. Jethro Tull, bring me some flute. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm so tired. You guys I'm so tired. Yeah. We all need a vacation. It'd be nice if we could go to the airport without worrying about dying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be dope, man. Like that would be, that would be cool. Shout out to staying alive. Those were, those were the yeah. days. Who, who? Nice. I see what you did there, buddy. That was nice. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to go take a nap. You so guys go it's people, it Chuck. I don't even know who it is. <laughs> who is it? Who was who the is? Bee Gees, asshole? Bill <laughs> 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 people, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice.
guys. I'm sorry. Right. The village people are dancing in my head. They distracted me from the Bee Gees. Was it the spin doctors? I'm lost. Yeah. Here. Uh, Go ahead now. If it's not the spin doctors, oh, I don't know what Chuck. kids are talking you about. Chuck, I, I caught that, you son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. 